Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy, joining me as Pops, and today we saw it this weekend, and we're here to tell you what our first impressions are of The Batman. The Batman. That is true. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, Hope you've got your coffee. We've got ours, Uh, both of us. Uh, I would strongly suggest that if you haven't seen the movie and you choose to, you might want to have an extra cup of coffee. It's uh, almost three hours in length. It is, yeah. Yes, and I have to tell you, uh, my first impression, mm-hmm. having your mother next to me, okay, uh, about two or three minutes into the movie, I was like, your mom's not going to like this. Okay. Yeah, that was my first thought, my first impression. But I have to say that I was pleasantly uh, wrong about the whole situation. By the time we got to the end, uh, she liked it. Hard to believe, huh? Okay. Yes. Uh, So uh, without doing any teaser or anything, uh, what was your impression of it? Um. I think this might be the best Batman film ever made. And it actually might even be the, one of the best superhero movies ever made. Um, yeah, this movie is a masterpiece. It is, yeah, it, it's definitely something that I think anybody, uh, you know, that that is even tangentially aware of the superhero film genre would, um, you know, they, 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 it's, it's a movie that everybody should see that that's even, you know, a casual fan of these kind of movies. Um, would you rec- also say though, that it's, uh, maybe should have been a little bit higher than PG 13. Would you allow your 13 year old to go see it? Yeah. We did talk about that because, you know, the boys are obviously actually even Piper's interested in, in watching it. And obviously this is a no, no for, <laughs> for little for ones. Piper. Definitely. Yeah. Not. Uh, yeah. So, but, so we did talk about that. I do think that, uh, you know, my oldest who's 14, I think he would be fine with it. And I do think just given the, personality and maturity level of my uh 11 year old i think he would be able to handle it too um so it it, the thing is is that the way the movie is shot um it's not the the violent it is a violent movie but it is not a gory movie the violence is there but it's not gratuitous in a way and i think that that is part of the uh trying to stay true to the original uh, vision of this character by Bill Finger and uh, Bob Kane. It, it's it's unlike any other Batman movie, in, in my opinion. And that, that is a good thing. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's my thought about it. So, it, But you are correct in that uh, we didn't have a problem taking all the kids to see Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. This, not so much. So even though they're rated the same, they're very different when it comes to the uh, appropriateness of, um, you know. I would, I would tend to agree with that statement. Yeah. And again, without uh, 
getting into any details on the movie yet. I have to say that, uh, you know, it originally, this was almost a not made uh, version yeah. because originally uh, it was going to be Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, writing, you know, one of the writers of the story. Right. And he, they started to change directions. He decided he didn't like the way that it was going. Yeah. Uh, the new director. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Who, by the way, yeah, uh, did an excellent job. He also uh, wrote the script, and he decided to kind of break it away from the DCEU. Yes, it's completely different. Yeah. Right, and it's um, it kind of is part long halloween mm -hmm. yep part part year one yep you know and it uh the movie itself kind of leans more towards the world's greatest detective than it does mm -hmm. the fantasy comic book slight part of it exactly yeah and i think that's kind of the big thing so if you're going into this expecting a dceu movie you will be disappointed but uh you know, I think what you'll get instead is something that's far more better to uh, as a story when it comes to really distilling down who this Batman character is. Because I think a lot of times what ends up happening is that the uh, character of Batman, since he's changed over the years so drastically, uh, you can really have a different take on him almost completely. Like we talked about this last week with. Uh, you have yes. something as insane as Batman Forever, but you also have something a little bit darker, a little bit quirkier with um, the uh, 89 Batman. So that, that to me, uh, I think is something that uh, makes this movie really special. Um, so that, that, that's pretty much it from a, uh, I think from a spoiler-free, uh, want to make that demarcation here because we'll definitely get into spoilers from now, unless you have anything spoiler-free you want to say. Uh the only thing that I could really say that I think that uh, what your mother pointed out was that the story was written so well that it was actually, because usually she says to me, yeah, what's that about? Because I'll say, whoa, and then I'll say, oh, that character was in this or, yeah, yeah. you know, or something like that. But she could follow it. Yeah, It's a movie that you could follow if you were not a batman geek yeah yeah and I, I again i think that works in its favor it's it's definitely an accessible movie it's it's dark but i do think that if you know if they were able to win over my mom that's saying something exactly <laughs> and uh another thing that i thought of uh for myself and uh she kind of likened it to the times of today okay you know some of the um storylines yeah yeah that's um, fair. and uh the villains mm -hmm. were not these comic-y yeah uh things penguin with a long nose i have to say that the makeup uh -huh. in this was done real well agreed uh we had characters like the penguin yep and um you know falcone and uh yep uh, Riddler, yep. nothing like anything in the comics. Yes. But nonetheless... Well, 
very villainy yes very villainy i do want to make a special note about the penguin in particular that um one of the uh comic book uh creators that i follow regularly graham nolan who uh he and chuck dixon created the character bane and he had a pretty good run on detective comics slash batman uh back in the 90s uh they they actually did get a credit at the very end um for the design of the penguin because this is not the same penguin as you know burgess meredith in the 60s show it's not the same penguin as <laughs> right exactly and it's not the, there there was only one well i'm not gonna get into spoilers but but the uh yes i agree that Gra- one part Gra- graham nolan had uh he, he got credit for the design and he he re-envision penguin uh in that way so so it was a different take uh but it was you know there there, there was precedent uh about it you know about uh, almost 30 years ago so but just... i have to say that the makeup was yeah. really really good because i sat there watching it for the longest time and then all of a sudden it was like wow that's colin farrell i mean you couldn't tell yeah everybody says that that, that everybody i've talked to like there's they couldn't tell it was colin farrell it was that good so yeah um yeah that's good so all yeah. right so that's it for spoiler free all right yep okay let's go into it so okay good um yeah i mean t- to me this movie uh the the only thing that i'll say not necessarily this is not a uh negative per se one thing that this movie did make me feel, which I didn't expect to, is it made me feel really old. In two ways. <laughs> In two ways. I'll, t- I'll tell you how. Okay. So, so the first way is that, you know, there is archival footage of just before the death of Thomas Wayne uh, with a campaign ad. And that campaign ad for Thomas Wayne was 2001. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, daggum. Uh, yeah. yeah, that made me feel really old. Uh, what made me feel older, though, is that I had to do a little bit of uh, math to figure this one out. But the one thing I'll say is that, uh, and we probably, I, I probably could spend an entire hour talking about this part alone. But the score and soundtrack to this film is, I think, the best Batman uh, score and soundtrack. It is absolutely. Um, it is so stinking good michael giacchino who you know we known from other superhero films some non-superhero films he um was able to capture um the essence of the story and he also kind of borrowed melodies and transformed melodies from two songs that existed before this so for the first one obviously was ave maria which is an old opportune mm-hmm. uh and then the other one was uh something in the way by nirvana so this, yes. is the part, this, this is the part that makes you feel old, right? So yes. uh, that song was released on their Nevermind album in 1991. So that was uh, 31 years ago, right? Yes, yes. So so I had to think about it. And I said, okay, now if I were just to do the math, uh, that would be like if the Michael Keaton Batman movie, the first one, uh, they decided to take a song from 1958. So that made me feel really old. Wow. Yeah. If I mean, if you think about it in that way, definitely. I know. And the way that the score was written and the way the songs were interlaced. Yeah. Uh, just so perfect 
for every part of that film. Right. I did not find too many spots where I stepped out for no. a second, no. you know? No. Because you were so wanting to know in what direction yeah. things were going. And that's the other thing that I'll say of what makes this movie great is that they captured the essence of what Batman really is because, you know, a lot of other ones, it's like mass vigilante, you know, fighting, punching bad guys, stuff like that. At its core, at this core, the core of this film, it is a detective story and Batman's the world's greatest yes. detective. And so that really brought out the essence of who Batman really is. He's not at odds with the police uh, per se. You know, they're not trying to completely, you know, stop what he's doing. He's actually partnering with them in most of the movie, which to me is really refreshing because all the time it's like, oh, we hate this mass vigilante, whatever. And so, um, yeah. There were people though that did not care for him. Right, but then we found out later on why that was. Yes, yes, you know? we did. And, and to me, that again, it's just perfect the way they they laid all of that out and set it all up. Uh, your mother said something as after we left the movie. We yeah uh, thought it best to watch it early. Yes. Uh, so by the time the three hours were up, it was lunchtime. So we went and had lunch, and yeah. as we were sitting there, uh -huh. and she was, you know saying how much she enjoyed the movie uh see if you agree with this she said that it's probably a guy movie yes yeah yeah I'll, would I'll you that. agree with that yeah yeah but a woman still could mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't hard to follow no no and you know, that, that's the other thing about this particular version of Bruce Wayne is that, you know, a lot of times uh, they want to make Bruce Wayne into, um, you know, a little bit more of a socialite, you know, where he has other people to play off of. And in this film, there's hardly any of that. You know, he has a, you know, it, it's basically only two people in his life are Selena Kyle and Alfred, and that's it. And Selena Kyle is a tenuous relationship at best. We see how rocky that is. Yes. And uh, the gentleman that played Alfred. Andy Serkis, yeah. Yeah. Was, wasn't he the bad guy in uh, Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. He played Claw and he also played Gollum in Lord of the Rings. So. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many. It's interesting how other players, um, mm -hmm. again, we had Colin Farrell and then uh, the actor that played Falcone. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember him mostly from the uh, uh, Transformer movies. Okay, okay. And he, you know, was a totally different character. He really showed his acting prowess in this movie compared to what I yeah. am used to seeing the type of character Mm -hmm. that he portrayed and again and then we had uh zoe kravitz for, yep. as catwoman right and um yeah very true to the i'd say uh long halloween slash year one version of yes catwoman. yes very good yeah yes and uh we did get the iconic uh batman 
Catwoman kiss right. that was kind of right out of the comics. Yeah. But uh, if that was about all there was as far as romance goes. Yeah. You know, through the whole movie. Yeah. It was truly a almost a noir detective story. Right, which makes it so good to me, you know. And, and that's the other thing I'll say is that one thing I love about the film is that, you know, we talked about how – and I – you know, I, I wonder how much of my reaction to this film is juxtaposed against the movie that we saw last week. Because, uh, you know, Gotham is filmed where you just have lots of dark colors and, you know, so, some reds and some blues here and there, but not, not a whole lot. And then the other part of it that really stands out to me is the technology that Batman uses in the film. It is, at the same time, both really high-tech, but it seems also very analog to me. Like, there's static in, you know, his little gadget where he uses to, to, to view things. Yes. Uh, you know, he has to switch channels in order to get a better signal. Um, I love that. That that was so extremely well done. Uh, I, yes, I, I and uh, that's, again, added, I think, to the realism of the movie itself. Right, yeah. You know, uh, again... Every villain, yep, uh, it just looked like it was a real person, psychotic or whatever, sure, you know, just uh, greed or um, and what we got, uh, the character, the guy that played the Riddler, uh huh, he looked like he was wearing a um, SM mask or something, you know, mm -hmm. like a leather, he was wearing that leather mask, and it just seems to me like it was, you know something out of uh you know the vile forms of sex or s m type of thing you know okay uh i've just seen other crime shows where that's what they depicted that mask was part whenever they went into something like that the character usually the dead guy had the mask like that okay but what we saw it again like you said long halloween yeah uh, it started on Halloween. Right, it did. Yep. And uh, what I found was interesting, especially, was that he really wasn't this goofy character right. that, um, you know, was, okay, try and catch me. I'm going to give you a riddle. Right. You know, he was doing it, but for a different reason mm -hmm. altogether. Yeah. And uh, he, as we found out later, the reason for all that, but, you know, he was basically killing the corrupt people. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that kind of, I guess that is kind of like that show Dexter. He was like a serial killer that killed serial killers or something. Sure. Whereas this guy is a criminal, but he just wants to get rid of the corruptness. Right. So, uh, and in this movie, uh, Thomas Wayne mm -hmm. is depicted as a corrupt person. That's right. And therefore, you know, the sins of the father fall to the son. Right. You know, um, and uh, your mom and I watched a show today where uh, the one guy, he wasn't really a bad guy, but he made a mistake 
And it's something that uh, stuck with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. And we saw here that uh, the Riddler portrayed Thomas Wayne as somebody bad, you know, a corrupt individual. Actually, I would go as far as say that Falcone was the one that was responsible for all of that. Well, we know that, but we only find that out later in the movie. When um, Riddler gets to Thomas Wayne, he was uh, actually, he was going for Bruce, and right. that's where um, Alfred got hurt. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I also found it interesting, kind of like year one, Mm-hmm. That when he went out on his motorcycle, he wasn't in costume. Right. Yeah. Kind of like year one. Yeah. You know? So uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. How he still tried to do things without always hooding up or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I will say is that, you know, Harvey Dent is noted noticeably absent from this film. Um, I, I think that's a good thing because, you know, obviously it gives him an, it will give you an opportunity for a second film to feature Dent. Uh, but, you know, it could have been really, they, they, it probably must have been really tempting for them to get him to be involved as well. And that probably could have made the movie a lot less workable. Um, you know, yeah, probably a lot longer too. Right. Which, you know, didn't need to be, it was, it was fine the way it was. So no, shades uh, of Zack Snyder, you know, yeah, almost, I guess. But, you know, to, to me, it's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a good story. And I think the other thing that is uh, what makes it a good story and like, you know, I, I, I don't know if we'll, we'll probably revisit this movie when it comes out. Oh, yes, you know, definitely. release. And so I, I won't necessarily explore the entire topic to begin with, but I do think that the narrative of Bruce Wayne being disconnected from uh, the legacy of his parents uh, because of their death, and then he's fed a narrative that is sort of true, but not all the way true, to turn him against his parents, and then when he actually finds out what the truth is from Alfred, it's, I mean, yeah, there's some bad stuff, but it's also on the balance. It's, it's, it's a more nuanced thing. What ends up happening is that there's this giant narrative that's created kind of pit people against their, their ancestors and tradition and to want to throw it all away or destroy it. When in the, when in, in reality, the, the, those people were good and we need to honor them. And uh, they made mistakes just like everybody does. Right. And, yes. And I, I think that's really what the, at the core of the message of the film is, uh, you know, how um, there are grifters out there that want to sell you a false narrative. So you will, uh, you know, spark a revolution. And, and the reality is, is that, um, you know, Batman stands for not, uh, you know, chaos, but for, uh, you know, making sure that justice is, is carried out. That's why, you know, he still has a, in the film, it's repeated, he has a no-guns policy. He doesn't want to kill. You know, he has a code, and he stays true to that code throughout the film. Right, and see, that's the um, 
we've actually watched a few different shows mm -hmm. that that is basically part of the theme right and um actually it was a group of superheroes that uh had to fight a very powerful villain yeah. that the only way to uh, at as they thought the only way to get rid of the villain uh it was a parasite so you had to kill the host in order so they would have to, their policy was not to kill, but they were stuck with that conundrum of having yeah. to kill and how it changed them. And we got that in this movie when uh, Batman told Selena Kyle, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. And uh, I think it was a perfect policy. And it's one of those things that... Uh, I don't believe that, you know, an eye for an eye thing, but I don't know how I would handle it. I think you really have to have, um, you know, cry strong in you to prevent yourself from doing something you shouldn't do like that. You know, I well, just don't know how, if I'm confronted with that, how I would react. Well, the, the difference is that, you know, vengeance is something that God does do, but he has instituted uh, authorities to do it properly. And so Romans 13 says specifically that the the civil magistrate is God's avenger, right? He's the one who brings justice. Yes. And so when it says for us not to seek, to, to seek vengeance, it's because... That's not up to us. We can get vengeance through the power of the state where God has ordained that. So we're not seeking personal vengeance. We're going to be seeking vengeance through the right channels. And that's, that's I think, what Batman is in this film is that he's just kind of an extension of the, the law at this point. You know, he's working with the police, even though it's tenuous sometimes. Yes. But he's, he's still – they're still involving him in, in that. And so to me, uh, I think that's that's the difference is that it's not about personal vengeance. And, and he says that, too. That, that's the thing. He's not avenging his parents. Yes. He, and uh, but um, that I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we were talking. Uh, somebody asked him in the beginning who he was. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm vengeance. Right. And then uh, later at the end where the Riddler's cronies. Yeah. Uh, are going to act out the end of his yeah. um, plan. Uh -huh. uh, he takes the ma Riddler mask off of one guy and he says, I'm vengeance. Right. And I think that is, I guess, a light bulb moment for the Batman character that sure. maybe he should try something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other part of it is like, you can't, like, Unless you're put there by God to do the vengeance, you shouldn't be doing it. That's the idea behind it. And yes, you know, I, I, yeah. So I think that's that's really how we should be thinking about it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, <clears throat> we they capture the Riddler. Yep, and uh, he's in Arkham. And we, he wants to see Batman. Right. 
Now, do you think uh, when he started the conversation talking with Batman, yeah, uh, it sounded yeah. like he had figured out who Batman was. Right. But then later on in that same conversation, right. at the end of it, he said, that's the only guy we didn't get. Right. And then he felt that Batman was his partner. Right. So it kind of felt like the way that they did the story, you were starting to think, oh, he knows who Batman is. Right. Right? Didn't you feel that way? Well, yeah, that was intentional. Yeah, but I mean, he obviously really didn't know who Batman was. Right. I don't think. No, he doesn't. No, and I also thought, which was a great, thing too at the end when selena's decides to leave town yeah and they have that moment and then you see them both driving the same way yeah and going down all these streets and everything and then all of a sudden they split off right you know i thought that was like i don't know if i can say anything bad about this movie you know yeah, I don't either. Uh, like I said, the only thing I said is it made me feel old, but that's, you know, not, <laughs> it's not their fault. That's not their fault. Um, how do you feel uh, about the, did you do anything in looking up the little teaser at the end? Uh, yeah, so that 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 was, that is something, the, the URL that they do have a, a website that you put in. So if you do put the website in, um, it kind of brings up a prompt similar to what, uh, Batman did in the movie, and then it brings up a cipher. So obviously, it's some sort of hidden message that you'd have to figure out how to decrypt. I'm sure somebody on the internet uh, <laughs> or, has already kind of figured right? it out. But but yeah, it's it's you know one of those you know alternate reality type of things where you know they're trying to make the the movie come to life, which is I, I think pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, attempt it or? Well, I mean, I pulled up the website, but that was it. Okay, I got you. That's a cool thing. Yeah, somebody will figure it out, or... It's already been figured out, I'll bet you. I'm sure. Well, I'm so tempted to see this movie again. How do you feel about that? Would yeah. you see it again? It's worth seeing again. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, do you think that it's a movie that necessarily you need to see it on the big screen? I think it certainly would enhance the experience, but I don't think it's necessary. Right. I mean, because there are, especially, uh, which uh, I spoke with somebody else that uh, felt that maybe it was kind of, it was similar to the Gotham TV series okay. as far as how they uh, did it, mm -hmm. which I could see that Yeah. in some cases. Yeah. Um, especially there uh, in the final two seasons if i'm yeah. not mistaken okay uh the bridge because, is blown up yeah martial law yeah yeah yes so yeah i could see that part of it there so sure, sure. um but there were some pretty breathtaking explosions yeah uh you and we haven't even discussed it yet, but the Batmobile yeah, in this one. That's right. I thought that was really intense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think the best 
car chase scene in a Batman movie. Uh, the Batmobile itself, you know, it's it's exactly how you would expect that particular Bruce Wayne to build a Batmobile. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yes, and you're, so much so your mom loved that chase scene where he came through yeah. the fire. Yeah. That was, she yep. was like, that was really good. You know, you know your mom, right? Yeah, er, er, yeah. Everybody I've talked to said that's definitely you know one of the highlights of the movies. I mean, it's just yeah, it's great. Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna say if you haven't gone to see it yet, yeah, you really should. Yeah, it's definitely in my opinion a must watch. It's um, again definitely not the typical Batman movie you would think of. Um, and that's to its strength. It's, um, at its heart, a detective story and it's a, it's pretty much like the best vision of Batman. I think that has been captured on film, uh, out of, uh, you know, out of all of them. I'm going to say that you won't be disappointed if you go see it. Right. Definitely not. And, uh, one of the things I don't know, uh, the trailers that you got, we did not get uh, too many comic book trailers. We got, um, uh, oh my gosh. Anyways, oh, we got the uh, Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah, yeah. But no Morbius trailer, which I thought they would because that's coming out really soon. As a matter of fact, I think next month. Sure. Um, so I thought we would get something like that, but not really. No. The one thing that we did get, and I don't know if you got it, but they had a DC Warner Brothers yeah. uh, type trailer yeah, with yeah. teasing you Black Adam, Flash, yep. and yep. a new yep. Aquaman movie. Yep. That's right. And the Batman. I Seeing that, I was really kind of jazzed to see those movies. Yep. I'm looking forward to them. How about you? Um, definitely interested in the Flash one. Uh, you know, Black Adam, you know, fun. You know, Aquaman. I don't know. I, I, I need to see a little bit more to really think about it. But, you know, definitely I think that. Well, uh, you did enjoy the Aquaman movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't know if I'd go back to it, you know, how I feel about it. But it's, you know, t to me. You know, we, we, we were talking about this in the car, like, you know, what was, like, before this, what was, like, the best DC movie, you know? And I, I said up to that point, it was Shazam. So, you know, to, to me, like, I think that, um, yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I think, like right. I said. You really, uh, Shazam over Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I like Shazam better. Wow. Only slightly, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, well good good yeah i know uh, and uh well of course you might change your mind once super pets comes out mm -hmm. yeah that's the other one that we saw so we'll, we'll see how that one works out yes yes well you know that one definitely uh kid friendly oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah that'll be good okay so um i'm gonna say we don't rate this one yeah we'll wait till it comes out on disc on on disc and uh i'm gonna say definitely though for all our listeners yeah it's a must see mm -hmm. no question agreed agreed okay all right 
cool. Uh, anything else you want to discuss? Uh, there's plenty of more to discuss, but we'll save it for the, the full review. I would agree with that. Very okay. good. All right. Okay. Good. Well, thank you all for joining us this week for another episode of Pops Collection. Uh, feel free to leave us a comment. What did you think about the film? Should we? Uh, should people go see it? And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. Goodbye and God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.